section seven of harper's young people volume one issue twenty four april thirteenth eighteen eighty this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b harper's young people volume one issue twenty four april thirteenth eighteen eighty the story of george washington by edward carey chapter one one hundred and fifty years ago a sturdy hard-working farmer lived near the southern bank of the potomac river in what was then the english colony of virginia on the twenty-second day of february seventeen thirty two a son was born in the modest farmhouse who afterward came to be the most famous and one of the noblest of americans his name was george washington he grew up a healthy hardy boy quiet in his ways fond of study and still more fond of outdoor sport his playmates loved him because he was fair and generous and looked up to him as a leader because he had a way of doing what he set out to do george's father died when he was only eleven years old but his mother proved a good caretaker for him she was a bright-minded woman gentle but firm and george always loved her dearly at the age of seventeen he began to earn his own living as a surveyor it was no light work in those days for the country where he had most to do was in the backwoods many a day he trudged through the forest from dawn to sunset and lay down at night with nothing but a blanket between him and the stormy sky but he was faithful and careful and got plenty of work from early boyhood washington had a strong liking for a soldier's life he used to train his schoolmates as soldiers was an eager student of drill and tactics expert in the use of the sword and a skillful horseman at that time the indians swarmed through the forest in the back country and were often urged on by the french who claimed the ohio and mississippi valleys as their own to attack the whites so the colony of virginia had to keep a good many men under arms to protect the homes and the lives of the people when washington was about twenty-two years old he became a major in this little army and devoted a great deal of time and hard work to training his men in seventeen fifty five the french and indians became so troublesome that quite a large army was sent over from england to clear the borders of them general braddock was at their head and he asked washington to go with him with the rank of colonel as one of his aides that is to be always with him and help him with advice or in carrying orders and in any way he could the gallant young officer was glad to go the english general did not know much about fighting in the woods and his slow and stately march toward the ohio did not suit washington's ideas for he knew that nothing could be done against the french unless it was done swiftly when the army neared the french fort at what is now pittsburgh washington who was on his back in an ambulance sick with fever insisted on going to the front for he knew there would be soon fighting and hard fighting too the fighting began before it was looked for the british troops crossed the monongahela river and marched up a wooden hollow toward the french fort as they swept up the hollow in close ranks with gay red uniforms and gleaming arms there suddenly blazed upon them from unseen guns on every side a murderous fire before which they shrank quickly back startled but not cowed their officers rallied them again and again 
but they could not see the enemies whose fire was mowing them down and they slowly and in great disorder tried to get back across the river general braddock was mortally wounded more than half the army were killed or wounded colonel washington behaved with the greatest courage and resolution he rode from point to point carrying orders and seemed reckless of death i had four bullets through my coat he wrote to his brother and two horses shot under me yet i escaped unhurt although death was leveling my companions on every side of me fifteen years later an old indian who was in the fight on the french side told him that he had fired at him many times and ordered his young warriors to do so none of the shots hit and the indians thinking the young officer was under the special care of the great spirit ceased to fire at him after this battle colonel washington was kept in bed for four long months with a fever which was made worse by his exposure on the battlefield he had little more hard fighting to do but he learned many a good lesson from the war especially to rely on himself and to study his own way out of any troubles that he met his fame went too to the other colonies and the young colonel of militia was becoming known as a man on whose courage and faithfulness and sound good sense it would do for his country to lean in time of trial to be continued puck and blossom from the german of marie von olfers part one once upon a time puck and his little sister blossom lived together in a great big egg it's too close in here said puck let's go and see how it looks outside bang went his head right through the wall outside it was raining so he drew his head back in a hurry but the rain came pattering in after him oh my goodness moaned blossom is that how it is outside now we shall get wet to the skin come said puck let's go find another house it'll be better by and by so they went and they went till they came to old mother bee who lived with her children in the leafy house of the linden tree oh come in said she but you must sit quite still or else my children will sting you as for me i must go and gather honey for a little while they sat quite still sister blossom said puck it's too close in here i must go see where they keep the honey he was starting off that very minute but all the bee children flew up in such a rage and fastened themselves upon puck and blossom that they got away they hardly knew how i didn't even get a taste of their old honey and i'm all stung up sobbed blossom never mind said puck comfortingly it'll be better by and by on the meadow whom should they meet but master stork oh take us up with you to your nest cried puck master longlegs being quite willing quickly snatched up the children in his long bill and set them down in his nest sit still said he then you'll have plenty of room for a little while they sat quite still sister blossom said puck it's too close in here i've seen young storks fly i know how they do it i can do it too come now you do just what i do he spread his little arms she spread her little arms and thump they lay on the ground to be continued end of section seven